It's time once again for another chapter of the Rich Heart Show, broadcasting live around the world from the Pro Business Channel Studios in Atlanta. And now, please welcome your host, international business dynamics coach, real estate broker, and wealth finance and people consultant, Rich Hart. Hey, thank you very much, folks, and welcome to another edition of the Rich Hart Show. And if you're joining us or you'd like to join us live on the show, it's richhartshow.com. Hey, we'd love to have you. Hey, today's guest is a very dear, close friend of mine by the name of Jim Dawson. Jim Dawson is a CEO and an AF of ADI Marketing and B2B sales support business for over two decades, over two decades. I better get my glasses on there. <laughs> for over two decades, ADI Marketing has been placing salespeople in front of decision makers um, that they want to meet. Right, Jim is a uh, is an author of the 101 Speaking Nuggets uh, from 2016 and the Prospecting Nuggets of 2009 is co-author and is a co-author of the Real World Customer Service Strategies that work and has contributed nearly over 200 business trade journals including job training placement reports, Start, Jim. The list goes on. I can, I can, I can read this all day. Welcome to the program. Thank you very much. Well, thanks for having me, Richard. Great, it's glad to be here. Hey, just tell us a little bit about you, a little bit of yourself, because I've got everything right here. Mm-hmm. All right, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell our audience. Well, uh, you know, I started out uh, in the Marine Corps when I was eighteen. That was a lesson in Vietnam. And then from there, I started out in one of the 10 most boring jobs and said, maybe there's something else to be done. <laughs> and I was an offline sorter and went to Bayesian Company and ran some computers and then went to the University of Vermont and got a job in the data center and was working in their data center, decided to get a degree in wildlife biology. Good deal. Or not, you know. And, uh, you know, I think that's what really helped me be a trainer more than anything else. You know? Good enough. From Good there, enough. I went to Chattanooga to work at the, the college in Chattanooga, uh, running the data center there. And then from there, I went to AT&T for 17 years before 1996. I went out on my own, had the marketing company, which we get people in front of decision makers, and then also the training company where we actually enhance performance for individuals. And we're going to be talking about that today, too, as well, uh, from uh, ADI Performance and ADI Marketing. But first, Jim, the reason why we've got you here in the studio today is because you and I, we go back a long way. We do. And and today we're going to be talking about real the real meaning of real mentors in today's business world and why it is so, so crucial all right, to bring a mentor into the relation to the success of your business. Well, more than the success of your business, it's the success of yourself. Uh, We don't do things on our own. Uh, We're basically naive. We think when we're young, we know everything. (laughs) Uh, That's nothing new. We'd like to know. Yeah, yeah, we'd like to know. uh, Because we don't have the experience that we don't know. Sure. So if uh, you find a mentor, if a mentor finds you, you're far better off because they're going to give you and guide you uh, to be better. And I'll tell you what a mentor does. It guides, protects, and directs individuals to be more successful. So that's what, that was my first question. This is why mentors. Uh, you know, of, of the course of successful people utilizing mentors has been tremendous. And the realization that we can, not a realization in my world, mm-hmm. all right, that I cannot do it alone. And, right. and really taking a look at mentors and bringing mentors into our program is, is really dynamic. Yeah. All right? So my, my question to you is why mentors? Well, if you look at a mentor as somebody who cares about you long term, right? All right, your overall, and you would have different mentors depending on where you're looking at for your life's work. Sure. So you may have a personal mentor to make you more dynamic as an individual. Right. You may have a business mentor that says, "Okay, here's how you do it." One of the things in growing up, 
uh, I did not have any mentors. Right. I was learning disabled. I was basically uh, pushed back, uh, got to the point where I wasn't even willing to ask for help from right. anyone. Uh, it wasn't until I really got to college to where I ran into some trouble and some professors reached out to me because they saw some potential and it made a world of difference. Giant size. Giant, Giant size. size. Sometimes we get caught in the, uh, the vortex between that pride and humility. Right. Already, and then utilizing mentors um, in our worlds to help us build the level of success is right. extremely important. Uh, you have helped me many, 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 many times across the, well, across the great you know, spectrum out there. And when we take a look at mentors, um, realizing itself after a period of time, we, we had a conversation years ago. It mm-hmm. says, you know, Rich, I, I know you. But I really don't know you, <laughs> and and it kind of kind of sends a uh, stings a bit. Mm-hmm. It, it really stings a bit. Right. Um, and and mentors themselves, there is a, um, a kind of a skin in the game mm-hmm. uh, that we talk about from a mentorship. Um, but I think today, in in a world that we're working with mentors and 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 different types, that we hear mentors, we hear coaches, we hear facilitators, mm-hmm. we hear instructors, we hear trainers. Mm-hmm. All right, and there's some definitely obvious differences. All right, between so. just the mentors and the coaches, mm-hmm. all right, and the connotative thought of what a mentor is and what a coach is, mm-hmm. we identify what the mentor is, but what is the coach? What's the difference? Uh, coach is more of a narrow focus, in my opinion. Okay. In other words, and it's more short term than a mentor is. All right. So when you're really looking at it, you have people who have mentors that change jobs, change positions, and over years they still go back and chat with them for advice. Right. A coach basically is there to say, okay, if you do this right or you do that. You know, a really good example of that is Michael Jordan. Okay. Uh, when he was on the Chicago Bulls and his coach went over to him and said, Michael, do you want to be a great player in the Hall of Fame and do you want to be a great player with a world championship? And he said, I want to be a good – and he said he was one of the easiest people to coach. And now you figure this guy is a great basketball player. Right. But he's listening to someone to be even better. So during that time on the field – and I would assume that that coach actually turned into a mentor also. Probably so. So what you're looking at is what is a coach looking for? A coach is looking for minor details on how you can do something a little bit better, right? more dynamic. And we say short term. Short, it's more short term. I mean, if you look at athletic players, they may have a coach for a couple of years. But if you look at high school players that always go back, I do a lot of – uh, personal development. I ask people what's a peak performance, and I ask them who is someone who had a major impact in right. your life. Coaches come up all the time. High school coaches come up all the time. Teachers come up all yeah. the time. So that's a short period of time. Sure. Then you have people who develop and go into business and develop relationship like your, yours and my relationship. Right. How many years does that go back? And yes, when I said something that hurt, it was said in such a way that it was not demeaning, no. it wasn't against you, but it made you think. My job is to make you think and then come back and go on and ask more questions on what can be done about it and how do we make that work. Sure. You know, it, it did definitely make me think. It hurt, but it made <laughs> me think <laughs> without a doubt. But hey, when we look at that, now you've got in, in our world today, we're coaches, and we're seeing a lot more individuals themselves as, as really stretching out, and they're personal coaches mm-hmm. and, and different types of speaking coaches and development right. coaches and, and personal development coaches. Are they, uh, are they destined to be long-term mentors? Not destined. It depends. Again, uh, in other words, when I did my Saturday workshop right. year after year, that was a short-term uh, 
endeavor. Right. All right. And when that workshop ended, we may still have done certain things in that, but it would still the relationship builds, and then we're talking about certain things. Right. We're running ideas back and forth to each other. You're giving me an idea, and I'm asking you questions. Right, exactly. Or I'm saying, you know, as a mentor, have you thought of this or are you working this way? True. A coach is basically saying, do it this way. Yeah, right. Try exactly. this. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's the difference. Good. That's an understanding. You know, I, I think we may have brought up in the past themselves that uh, parents yes. are today are, are great mentors. Mentors. All right. To their children. Right. And, and you think of that long-term relationship that's been built up for a period of time. Mm-hmm. We're not going to leave our child behind. Okay. Correct. Uh, in most cases. <laughs> most cases. We're not going to leave our child behind. Right. But when you look at the difference between mentors and coaches, you've got to say, okay, what is it that I'm actually looking for? How do I want to get to the next step already in, in my development or in what I wanted to accomplish mm-hmm. already? And so we, we look at coaches and mentors a little differently. Right. And who are the individuals themselves we want to uh, be part of our success plan? Well, let me give you a good example to step back just a little bit about coach, mentors, and parents. Bill Russell, famous NBA player also, uh, wrote a book on lessons on leadership. And there he said wherever he goes, when he makes the decisions, his parents are still there. Right, exactly. So when he has to make a tough decision and he may want to go one way and his parents are right on his shoulder watching him. And then he brought that to the basketball court. Right, with Will Chamberlain, sure. that Will Chamberlain thought he was around even was though around. he wasn't exactly. around. Yeah. All right? So the whole idea is that when you're a mentor, people are thinking about you even if you're not there. Sure. And it could also happen with a coach when you're doing certain things. Right. But the, the mentor is more of a real mental process rather than an activity process. And what we said before is it's going to be a long term. That's correct. Someone that's going to really confide or build the level of trust, respect, for a long-term journey down the line. That's for, right. For what you, you truly want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny because when you look at mentors, uh, you, you say to yourself, all right, who is the right person for the job? All right, how do we go about finding a mentor um, that will add the value or add to the value proposition of the business or the goals that you're setting yourself out to accomplish? Well, if, you, if you're working hard and you, you have your head on right, sometimes the mentor will find you. <laughs> All right. Isn't that nice? <laughs> you know, so if you look at it, I'm the one that invited you to have that coffee. Right. You didn't invite me. Exactly. All right. Because I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the idea is that if, you're, if your heart's in the right place and your head's in the right place, people may reach out to you to assist you and develop that relationship. Hmm. However, what you have to remember is that you have to do your part. Sure. In other words, you have to be engaged. For example, when somebody says, you know, Jim, will you coach me? And I would say, sure. But the first thing I normally do is give them something to do. It's right. a small thing, but give them something to do. Yeah, exactly. If they can't do that, I'm wasting my time. Sure. You know, so you have to be serious about what's going on from both sides. Right. And then as a mentor, what you're doing is you're working with somebody and you're seeing if they're listening. Now, they don't have to agree and they don't have to do everything, but they need to do something and come back and say, what did they do? Right. Well, skin in the game. That's uh, that's I think that's what we talked about before. That's you correct. know, skin in the game. But as, as, it's funny because looking at mentors and as I look at mentors and coaches uh, and individuals themselves that have made impact mm-hmm. already in my life, I'm looking for individuals that have certain skills, talents, uh, resources, knowledge um, that are going to add 
to the quote unquote what we say the value proposition Correct. of what we're all trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I, I, we already know itself that you've been one of my mentors for many, many, many years right. um, in the the business world, in the speaking world, in the communication world. Mm-hmm. All right, which you've done some some fabulous work in, and your reputation, of course, precedes you. Mm-hmm. Already, um, but how about others? Others themselves out there, and they're looking for the right mentor. They're looking for the right coach. They're not. They're not quite sure if they want a mentor, or they need a mentor, or they need a coach. All right. What could you suggest? All right. To uh, as for a, a, a seek, kill, and destroy. <laughs> okay. To try to find the right person. Well, if you if you think about it, you're not going to move anywhere on your own. Mm-hmm. In other words, we go through elementary school and middle school and high school and college and maybe trade school, whatever it is. Right. You don't get anywhere on your own. Right. So if you start sitting saying, "Well, I don't need anyone." Uh, you may be right for the short term, but what <laughs> happens is that you're going to make more mistakes than you have to. Sure. And what you're really looking at is you're not, it's not going to stop making mistakes. Okay, that's that's the biggest learning curve you got. You know, when something goes wrong, that's when you're really learning. Yeah. But why do you have to make them all? <laughs> In other yeah. words. You know, uh, I remember my dad when I was growing up, and I would talk back quite a bit. Yeah, right. And one day he said, you know, son, one day you're going to learn how to keep your mouth shut. Okay? <laughs> How'd that work out? Very well. Uh, <laughs> but I was 35 when I got it. So, uh, you know, when you think about it, uh, it, it, you have to be able to listen. You have to be able to ask good questions. Yeah, right. And you have to put a person in a comfortable position to where they'll respond to what you're doing. Sure. If you put someone on the defensive, you're losing the game. Sure. You're truly losing the game. So listening is a real critical factor. If you know, and and then on both sides, from the mentor side and from the mentee side. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, because if if we're doing too much talking, then we have a problem. And a lot of people, when they're nervous, just keep on talking. <laughs> exactly. And they miss it. They they miss the opportunity to allow the other person to assist them because. Rather than having one topic on the table, I now have nine. nine yes, How do I respond to that? Sure. I can't. Exactly. So where are we working? How are we communicating that human dynamic of communication? Sure. And I, I believe that's one of the areas themselves that's really helped me already in, in my do- growth and development. Uh, those you can see, I always say, if I'm that close, and if mm-hmm. you put your two fingers together, just about touching your first right. finger and your thumb, I'm that close from being about now spreading as far as you can possibly get it right. to being that far away. Right. Uh, we continue to learn day in and day out, and to to employ or to bring others in with us in the journey is huge. And it was just not most recently that I realized, all right, that I truly cannot do it by myself right uh, and we need others we need others to support and others from a mentor and other individuals themselves that are going to be able to help us along the way or at least keep us sane right <laughs> right all right hopefully sane somewhere along the lines which kind of leads us into your work and the detailing work that you've been really spanning mm-hmm. all right through adi performance and adi marketing adi performance um when we talked and i know this uh, it, the whole idea behind adi performance was provoking thought and enhancing personal performance in business right and Nowadays, provoking thought <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all right, yeah. is going to be one of those key factors out there. All right, uh, as we go into ADI performance and ADI marketing, tell me what I mean from an ADI performance standpoint. All right, we're looking provoking thought. Tell me what the idea behind that was. Well, 
what you need to do to provoke thought is provide enough proof for somebody to kind of move. Right. So one of the things that I do in class, a lot of things when I'm either doing a class with a person, a lot of people will tell you what to do. Uh, if you want to provoke thought, you've got to show people how to do it. Right. Now, they're going to bring their own style to it, but a lot of people, they sit in the classroom, they walk away, and they say, this is really great. How do I use it? That's right. So experiential learning is extremely important when you, when you do that. And then once somebody experiences, and I'll, I'll just give you a real quick example. When we're working with people speaking and we're in a setting and I ask them to do something, they said, that's not me. And I said, okay, right. you know, just for the heck of it, why don't you just give it a try? And, you know, there's, <laughs> there's eight other people in there and they give it a try. And I said, okay, now do this this way and do that. And then they said, well, this isn't me. And I said, okay, now we ask the people who are sitting here right. which one is better. And again, all of a sudden, they get this overwhelming feedback that, whoa, that's better. Exactly, exactly. And that's basically, it. you're showing people how to really do it. That's correct. All right, and that's that's what it's really coming down to, showing people how to do it. You know, reaching out to you, uh, we should have said this before already, um, they can always reach out to you at www.amarketing.com. Is that correct? That is correct. correct. Yeah. And the phone number to reach out, Jim, um, and ADI Performance and ADI Marketing is 800-234-1550. And if you want to reach Jim directly, it's J.R. Dawson, D-A-W-S-O-N, at amarketing.com. That's and correct. we'll get in contact with that later on. But it was funny because we, when we talked about performance and we, we, we were talking about mentor, mentorships, it ties directly already into the relationship uh, of what you do with provoking thought. Because mm-hmm. right? a mentor itself, hopefully someone along the line is mm-hmm. going to be able to help you what provoked thought right. All right, to change the direction. Or the other stinky thinking. <laughs> yeah, but they're, they're looking at the positive side of things. If you look at mentors, and here's one way to judge whether you have a good mentor. If they start out on a negative – they're probably not a good mentor. Maybe not. Yeah. In other words, I'll give you an example. When somebody comes up to you and says, would you like some feedback? All right. Now what you have to do is be ready for a whole bunch of negative stuff because you, when somebody wants to give you a compliment, they don't ask. Yeah. So the idea is right away, where is that person focusing? So what you're looking at is somebody needs to focus on what you've done well before they look at what you could have done differently. And again, since human communication, once you open your mouth, the rules are off. Sure. Exactly. It's not about right or wrong. It's about what's working, what's not working. And that's really what the key is. And when people focus on that and they care about you, that's what they're going to focus on. <laughs> that opens the doors for, for a lot of individuals already mm-hmm. having the trouble or already getting to the next level in business, getting mm-hmm. to the next level of maybe just reaching or attaining the goals and objectives they really want to reach. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about networking and reaching out to people and talking and getting into different levels of understanding what people do. All right, but now this is kind of a behind-the-scenes look. Mm-hmm. All right, really identify and really diving in deep all right, to what it is all right, that's going to move your cheese. <laughs> that, that's correct. That's a good book. Uh, when it, gets, when it yeah. gets you down there. But now, as when we talked about ADI performance, ADI marketing, your marketing side uh, provides decision makers access to business opportunity. Correct. All right. And so now you've formulated ADI performance and ADI marketing. Mm-hmm. ADI marketing is now takes us where? Well, ADI marketing is a business that believes that people who have complex sales and people who are very good in front of people a lot of times are not good at prospecting. Right. And I'll give you the two reasons. If you have a complex sale, you're too busy following up and keeping the sale going. Sure, sure. All right? And there are other people much better in person than wanting to pick up the phone. It's called phone reluctance. Sure. 
So what we are able to do is we can do what they would call, quote, unquote, the call calling so they don't have to, and we set up appointments. Now, a lot of people like to say lead generation. I don't like lead generation because I don't know what happens with the lead, but if I get you an appointment with the person, you know who you're sitting down with or who you're talking to on the phone and when that's going to take place. It's a much more solid way of doing it, and we don't use scripts. We use discussion guides. We teach our staff on how to be friendly and conversational so they have the right to speak to CEOs and CFOs and COOs and all those people. Right. So you, you're going to take the approach is that you're going to really understand the dynamics already of the individual that you're promoting. Right. Okay. To understand the background. And so your staff mm-hmm. or your people themselves are engaging with the CEOs right. are, are really understanding or really working with already the dynamics of what that individual is all about well not necessarily that's that's a good way of looking at it but what we're interested in is what is the message that is needed to get the appointment not the message to make the sale right all right so it's two different message dynamics Hmm. we also help people with messaging because normally what they talk about is just the industry everybody's heard of that right all right so now i get people in front of decision makers because i have a call center okay so now let's think about this. Somebody comes up to me in a networking, and they said, Jim, what do you do? And I said, well, I have a call center. That's the end of the conversation. <laughs> it goes no further. Well, right? that's it. So? So now they come over, and they said, Jim, what do you do? And I said, I provide decision-maker access. Now they're asking, how do you do that? How do you do that, right? So now I can give them, for example, how we do that. Right. All right? And what we do is a lot of the uh, other organizations out there say, well, you pay us so much, you do that. Well, we have a pilot program. Okay. All right? And in this pilot program, it's a set number of hours, it's a set fee up front, and then what you do after the pilot program, we decide whether we want to work with each other. Right. In other words, do we provide enough value for you to say to come back? And we work with Fortune 100 companies. We work with single entrepreneurs. There are companies I can't even tell you we work with because it's a sealed contract. Right, exactly. So the idea is that what you're doing is you're representing that organization, those salespeople, as good, if not better, than they represent themselves. Good. And if we don't do that, we don't have a business. To identify the true value proposition. That's correct. All right, to those individuals themselves that really want or really need their services. Right. How do we provide the message to say your time is valuably spent if you talk with this person? Can't beat that. Can't beat that. Now, we, we've we also talked about one time itself and others working with some of the types of programs mm-hmm. right, you're working. And I imagine that's through ADI Performance. Right. All right. And so both companies themselves, ADI Performance, ADI Marketing, kind of mimic each other. They're both work, about communication. Yeah. communication. And uh, we discuss uh, one of your programs themselves of reaching out and like a train-a-trainer. And right. how your train-a-trainer programs are just a slight tad different. Right. All right? Because of the way and what you're doing. And what I said before, so it's just showing you how to actually do it. And again, when we do that, what you have to understand is you've got to start with the basics. Even if somebody has communicated for a long time. I've worked with... Uh, PhDs and college professors and uh, people who are just starting up in the organization, if you don't start with the basics, they don't know where it's going. Now, the interesting part about starting with the basics, then you move on to the other techniques that assist them out. So you have the fundamentals. It's sort of like Vince Lombardi, if you remember that name with the Green Bay Packers. Sure. The story about him is every spring training, he would get up and hold a football and say, gentlemen, this is a football, and we're going to do the basics better than anyone else. 
what happens is most people do not do the basics. The oh, Olympics right. are on right now, right? Sure. We're watching these people do marvelous things, and they say, boy, they're a natural. But nobody thinks about the million times that they tried before they got it. Right, exactly. So what we're doing is you've got to do things over and over if you're going to make it work. So how do we make that all work? Yeah, well, right. we make it work by actually putting people in a uh, setting to where they can experience what is taking place. Okay. Now, if you look at what does it take to do that, it takes the ability to move people beyond where they think they can move. Sure. Or bring someone down who thinks that they already got it and they don't. Sure. For example, a number of years ago, I had one of the chief nuclear scientists in the world that was sent to class. And he said, I don't know why I'm here. I don't need this. <laughs> and after class, he said, I should have done this 20 years ago. Exactly. They don't realize what they need. We don't know what we don't know. Right, exactly. So I go to training all the time. And I'm an expert in a lot of areas where I go to training. Now, why do I go to training? I go to training for two reasons. Mm -hmm. One is I don't know what I don't know. And somebody's going to say something that's going to go, wow. That's right. You know, why didn't they? The other one is that they say something. I say, I know that. Why aren't I doing that? Because we forget you, you, all the layers of knowledge that's coming to us nowadays mm -hmm. and the push with technology and other things, we could actually forget to do the things that make us successful. Sure, exactly. You know, managing our own expectations uh, becomes a, a major feat of magic because, I mean, we're still trying to obtain the skills, knowledge, tools, and resources all right, to get us one step better. You know, that whole con connotative thought comes in of a competition mm -hmm. with somebody out there. You know, I'm a true believer itself that I've got to do what I do to get it out there mm -hmm. and do it the best that I could possibly do, understanding there's always 10 more people that can do it better than I. Well, the idea, if you think about it, is uh, what do musicians or athletes do or singers do to really be good? Repetition. Repetition. And if you take a, a, a singer, yeah. uh, or like Ray Charles, when he came down to Georgia and they made Georgia on my mind the song, he was interviewed by NPR. It was really interesting. And they said, Ray, do you practice? And he says, yeah, every day. You know? <laughs> and then it, it, it said, okay, Ray, uh, what songs do you play? He said, I don't play songs. I play scales so I can play the songs. Yeah. So we do a lot of improv. Okay. Improv is the speaker's scale. Sure, exactly. It gets you on your feet, gets you thinking, and it's one of the things you can either do with someone or you can do by yourself. Without a doubt. Unbelievable. You know, yeah. and it's, it, the mirror really helps. It does. You just don't like the reflection that's looking back at you. <laughs> well, it creates a lot of humor anyway. You know, <laughs> Without a doubt. Keep your clothes on, all right? Without a doubt. That's all right, yeah. you know? Hey, I'm, I'm talking with here today Jim Dawson from uh, ADI Performance, ADI Marketing, and we were talking earlier itself about the real meaning of, of real mentors and really diving into what you do from the performance way. So to reach out to Jim, uh, it's uh, www.amarketing.com, and the phone number to reach out there is 800-234-1550. Reach Jim directly. It's J.R. Dawson, D-A-W-S-O-N, at amarketing.com. You know, Jim, we've had uh, an amazing run already mm -hmm. and talking. What can, we, what can we sum this program up with? What can we sum this, this, this whole show up with today? Well, you're looking at <clears throat> what does it take to stay sharp? Right. And what does it take to really be on top of your game? And where do you need assistance? So, for example, when I was working in my younger days, I was running data centers. Mm -hmm. So I was really good with data. True. Well, my focus has really changed. Right now, I need someone to help me anytime I deal something new with the computer or whatever mm -hmm. it is. Otherwise, I'm going to be spending hours and hours and hours. Exactly. 
So when you look at where you inventory your strengths and weaknesses and where you're moving through life, and through life you're going to move into certain other things, how are you going to do that? There was a consultant called Peter Drucker. Mm -hmm. He wrote his first book in 1932, his last book in 2005. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was a very high-paid consultant. He has a really great quote. He says, I hope to be ignorant and ask a couple questions. Along the way. Along the way. (laughs) So whenever he went in, he didn't assume he knew the business. I see a lot of people right now over-prepping when they go in to try to assist someone. Right. And people expect you to read their website and this stuff. Well, if I do that, I'm in a lot of cases, I'm already building a bias. Sure, exactly. Yeah. All right? So then I'm working on my bias rather than what you need. Sure, exactly. And in all organizations, you have a formal hierarchy, and then you have the informal way of how things actually get done. Right. You can't see that on the website. Can't see it. You know, can't. Yeah. So yeah. you can review things, but you have to have an open mind and ask the questions that people answer that gives you the insight on how can you assist this organization. Sure. You know, it all comes down to what we say in, in my programs themselves about focus. Mm-hmm. All right, now we focus, and the focus is being the first opportunity to create what we call this unlimited success mm-hmm. through the areas of leadership, through the areas of performance, through the areas of adversity, through the areas of accountability, and, and those areas of relationships mm-hmm. and how we build the relationships or how we're looking to really reach out to build those relationships with the proper mentors, mm-hmm. with the proper coaches. All right, those individuals themselves, I mean, we didn't even slide into the uh, the instructors or facilitators or trainers mm-hmm. side, all right, which is a whole different aspect because even those folks, they leave a mark, an indelible mark on individuals somewhere mm-hmm. along the line. Les Brown used to say it all the time. Right. Got to leave your spirit on them. Yeah. You know, and so mm-hmm. when you do that and really open those doors to engage um, people through all right, the courses of communication or through the course of communication, man, it can open up their world giant size. And, and it can. It's understanding also the personality of sure the Sure it is, and that's what you are. <clears throat> How does a person who is basically an introvert yeah. get heard, come out, network, self-promote, so they can actually get the recognition that they need? Exactly. You know? Exactly. And then you have the overall extrovert that can't keep their mouth shut. <laughs> okay? so Without a doubt. Yeah. And so they're actually impeding their progress also because people don't want to talk to them because they can't get a word in edgewise. Sure. So what it is is where is this balance and how do I adapt myself yeah. to where it has to be? Yep. And if you really look at it, when communication breaks down, then the relationship breaks down. Sure. And what you want to be doing is be on good terms with all people. Yeah. And when you when you do that, you'll have people who give you a hand up. Yeah. So you just have to be... And a leg up, too, as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know? That's yeah. funny you say that because that our, our upcoming shows themselves are going to be talking about personality mm-hmm. and the cognitive behaviors. So, yeah. hey, Jim, thank you very much for coming today, all right, without the show. Hey, folks, this has been Jim Dawson and myself, um, Jim Dawson of um, ADI Performance and ADI Marketing. Jim, thank you very much for joining the show. Thanks we for having me today. appreciate it. It's, it's, been a, it's been a complete honor, all okay. right, to have you come in. So thank you very much, folks. Hey, we look to seeing you or actually hearing you or, hey, whatever we need to do all right on our next journey of the rich heart show if you need to reach us out richhartshow.com looking forward to we'll talk to you real soon thank you again for joining us and our guests on the rich heart show use the social media links here to share today's show and stay tuned for the next episode of the rich heart show brought to you in part by rich heart global incorporated and the value core institute for more information and to connect with the show host and sponsors visit richheart.com or email us at rich at richheart.com